0: We've been talking about helping others to become what God wants them to be, how to counsel others. Now I'd like today to talk to you about a very basic principle of counseling. And that principle we might express as this, sort out the responsibilities, sort out the responsibilities. Now you say, what do you mean by that? Well, this is something that's absolutely essential, and it began in the Garden of Eden as God came to Adam and to Eve and then sorted out the responsibilities for their sin. You see, whenever you talk to a person who's caught in his sin, you've got to really have in mind the possibility that this person is blaming other people. You've got to have in mind the genuine possibility that he's caught and he isn't getting out of his problem because he thinks that he's stuck with it because somebody else did it to him. And, of course, in our day in which the psychiatrists have spent so much time trying to tell us that it was grandmother or that it was uh, society or that it was the church or it was some old school teacher or it was your father or it was your mother or somebody else who did it to you, This kind of attitude is only reinforced. Now, if you're going to help people, if you're going to really bring biblical responsibility to them, you're going to have to follow the pattern that God used in the garden as he dealt with Adam and with Eve. He spoke to Adam, and he spoke to Eve, and he spoke to them separately, and he dealt with each one individually. But you notice the tendency that both of them had as God spoke to them. What happened in that picture? Well we know precisely what happened. We know that God came after the sin and he spoke to Adam and he said, What have you done? Have you eaten of the tree? Of course God knew he didn't ask that question for information he asked that question in order to put Adam on the spot and to bring conviction of sin to him. Well Adam who had to be ferreted out of the trees where he had hidden from God a trembling, I suppose, stood before God and tried to shift the blame, tried to excuse himself. Here's what he said. Lord, the woman that you gave me, she. Now get that. Get that clearly in mind. He says, Lord, you gave me a woman like that to live with. Didn't you know when you gave me that woman that she was going to tempt me and she was going to do this thing to me? After all, why blame me? You gave her to me. So he cast the blame on the Lord. And secondly, he cast the blame on his wife. Lord, the woman that you gave me, she. Don't look at me, Lord. She's the one who started all this stuff. She's the one who went and talked to the devil and believed his lie and ate the fruit. Don't don't, don't come to me. Talk to her. So Adam, right from the very beginning of the human race, Right from the very first, after sin occurred, began this process of blame shifting. Look at Eve. She does the same thing. The Lord comes to Eve then and he deals with her. Eve, what have you done? Well, the serpent, you see, Eve immediately turns the onus away from herself to the serpent. Now, you see, each one of them could do this. Adam could do this because his wife did tempt him. Eve could do this because the serpent did tempt her. And you see, there's always a certain amount of plausibility in blame shifting because usually there is somebody else involved who has done something wrong. But the problem is that as soon as somebody can find another person that has done something wrong, and thereby cast the blame on him, he not only tries to remove the blame from himself, but as he tries to remove his own personal blame for his sin and for his failure, he also removes all the hope for changing. Because if somebody else did it to me, then I'm helpless unless that other person changes his life. You see, the person who is at blame is the person who can get straightened out. The person who has wronged is the one who confesses can, can confess his wrong and get that wrong forgiven and who can change his way of life before God. But if I have only been wronged, if I am strictly a victim and only a victim of what others have done to me, what my upbringing has done to me, what society has done to me, and so on, as many people say today, then, of course, I can't change my upbringing and I can't change society. I'm stuck with it. There's no hope. Now, the scriptures are very clear about sorting out responsibilities. And if you're going to help some other brother or sister and you begin to talk to him about his sin or about her sin, and immediately he or she begins to throw the whole burden of the responsibility upon somebody else, you can be almost sure that as long as the pattern continues that way in counseling that you'll never help that brother or that sister. What you need to say instead is, now, wait a minute. Let's sort out your responsibilities. What do you mean by sorting them out? Well, just this. What was it that you did in response to the wrongdoing that someone else did toward you? You see, you are responsible, and I am responsible, and this other person whom you are counseling is responsible not only to do right ourselves, But when others wrong us, we are responsible to respond to that wrongdoing in a biblical manner. For example, in Romans 12, we're told, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not. If you start telling another person off, losing your cool, if you start blowing your stack, then, of course, you have failed in your responsibility. You have failed before God and before that other person to bless someone who has wronged you. You see, not many people think that way. We always say, well, I got that way because of what he did to me. If you would known what so-and-so had done to me, well, you would have done... It doesn't matter what I would have. The Bible says I shouldn't. The Bible says that I should respond rightly to those who do wrong toward me. And that is what you must get across to any person that you're counseling that really the only way to help that person is to show him his own responsibility in this matter even if the other person responds wrongly when he does rightly for example in verse 18 of Romans 12 Paul says this interesting thing if possible and notice he uh, he makes it very clear that it's not always possible that if is a Uh, just a kind of a, a, a very iffy word, as we say, it's not certain, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. You see, your responsibility is to be sure that from your side of any human relationship, you are right before God, and that you are at peace with every other person. Now, if he won't be at peace with you, that's another issue. If he won't be at peace with you, then there are ways of dealing with that matter if he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ through church discipline. If he's not a member of the Church of Christ, then you leave the whole matter in the hands of God. But so far as it depends on you, then you have a responsibility to do everything from your side of the relationship that is right. And so that's the key in counseling, to make sure that each person sees his own responsibility a wife can't blame her poor uh, behavior as a wife on the fact that her husband is doing poorly as a husband, nor can a husband blame his on the fact that his wife is doing poorly as a wife. The wife must be a good wife before God and her husband, regardless of what her husband is doing, and so too the husband must. Lord, help us to help others to sort out their responsibilities. Help us to teach them that they must respond righteously even to wrongdoing as you have taught in your word, for we pray in Christ's name. Amen.